This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL versus NL. I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I separate this traitor. Are you a Maoist sir? Let's make debates great again. NL versus NL. Hello and welcome to another episode of NL versus NL. Today I am introducing the debate. I am not going to be a part of the debate, and I am introducing it for a very special reason. Uh, today is the first episode when we are bringing in a news laundry subscriber into the debate. Hello, Dheeraj. Hi. I'm Hi, Dheeraj. You are nervous. <laughs> yeah. So I just told him uh, at the beginning of this before we started recording that he's the first. subscriber to come into this debate and there is absolutely no pressure on him absolutely no <laughs> pressure on him <laughs> and joining him on the other side is shardul from news laundry hi Hello. shardul hi hi man how are you doing i'm good i'm good yeah so like what we are going to debate today is this very very important question i have been saving this for a special episode should the government spend on welfare and this is a debate that has been going on for eons and eons altogether and i'm pretty sure dheeraj and shardul will tell you the same thing here dheeraj our news laundry subscriber is against this motion which he said no government should not spend on welfare and shardul says yes the government should spend on welfare so guys we will begin whenever you are ready okay all right dheeraj your turn So to begin with, I have to say that you know this is really, 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 really wrong that uh, a subscriber like me has been put against a news laundry person with all the data in the world. Anyways, coming back to the topic. So uh, the reason why I think that um, welfare spending shouldn't happen or the government should not spend on welfare is let's take it by de- definition. So de- by definition, welfare is. a state taking care of its citizens who cannot take care of themselves or are in need but the reason i'm saying that you know the government should not be spending is because one three things that uh, the government is good at is it's regulating policing and defending but providing is not really the government's best uh, you know best use so to speak and the other reason second reason i would say is that you know the government spending leads to the biggest problem we have in our economy that's corruption and in, you know it becomes a dole economy and the third reason i would say is that uh, the government is inefficient it doesn't know how much to spend and this can be seen from the amount of uh, unspent dollars pounds rupees that we have every year in the budget now you know if all that unspent money was spent for the corona virus you know you might have had an indian vaccine for example but that's that's a different topic altogether and the other reason why is that you know we need to also understand that you know if we argue that you know we need to spend on welfare it comes at a very high cost we can always argue that everybody pays taxes but then you know when you look at who's actually paying the greater amount of taxes you realize that oh well it's the corporates who are paying maybe 25 to 30% of all taxes it's the industries which are paying another 20% the share of uh, people is also quite low so i'll i'll stop there for now and come back to reiterate on my point that you know it's because government is inefficient the government is corrupt and the government is, cannot really provide 
for the reasons why I think uh, government should not be spending. Okay, uh, good. Uh, Shardul, your yes. turn. All right, so I'll start now. Welfare, as Dheeraj said, means protection and promotion of economic and social welfare for a citizen. But he says that government is corrupt, it's inefficient. I agree to it, but still I say that welfare is important and extremely important. The reason is that people who argue against it create two binaries, worthies and unworthies, like he said, the people who pay taxes. That's a misconception. All of us, all of us begin our lives vulnerable and towards the end of it again become vulnerable. We need welfare for people and for these times, because while we can predict the course of a life, we cannot predict the risks and every risk has a devastating effect on a person and their families. Welfare shields us. We can debate this ad nauseum, but I would limit my arguments to two basic things, education and medical facilities, the healthcare. Medical emergencies are one of the major causes of poverty in India. And we need to, we need to mitigate the losses people incur. And we also need to educate people so that problems we, f- we face uh, via corruption, via the discretion of government or red tapism, but, uh, like we call it, this has to be mitigated. Until and unless people are educated and protected against the basic problems they, f- they face in their lives, they have to be provided the basic necessities to flourish. Until and unless that happens, we cannot rely on corporates. We have seen so many times that corporates work for their profits and not for the benefit of people while pretending to be working for people. Welfare is something which is needed. Until and unless we do so, the society in completion cannot lift itself. And there are many examples to it. Individual charity is always vulnerable to discretion. No matter how much a person is charitable, discretion is based on the lowest common denominator's mood. So we cannot depend on discretion. We have to provide welfare. Okay, uh, to begin with, there is one caveat I do want to put after listening to uh, Shardul, that is uh, on the on on the fact of medical facilities and health. Now, being a, be, I can't be a hypocrite being in United Kingdom and say that, you know, I wouldn't want health to be a government spending. I think I think that is where I will draw the line that, you know, when it comes to health, yes, uh, it it should be a government spending. And that's one of the only caveats I have, not education per se. Uh, when I come back to when I was talking about um, the government not spending, uh, there is a there are some other views I ha- also have. That is, one is I think the government in itself is good at facilitating. It is very very bad at you know implementing the stuff, and it's it can be seen not just in India but anywhere in the world. Uh, government impl- implementation and the way it does things is 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 quite bad. So what I would say is that. If it facilitates stuff and you have corporate players coming into play and uh, doing things, it would be far more efficient than having the government to do stuff simply because, you know, government seriously cannot do it because it's either it's too big, you know, we we can uh, look at, uh, I mean, the present government in India itself is a good example because, you know, uh, it started with all this thing about uh, 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 we are going to have uh, minimum uh, uh, gov- government and maximum governance and all that. But, you know, with every day, every week, we see that it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And that makes it more inefficient. 
So Dheeraj, you say that government is big and it cannot implement. Let me give you two examples of it. I accept everything you said about the government, but still beneath all the corruption, in spite of all that is happening, midday meal scheme, it has benefited it for years now. It started in 1995. This is 2020, 25 years. The midday meal is the reason most of the children from below poverty line, the families which are below poverty line, they send their children because of the meals. And even the basest form of education, they get it because they come for food. You know, on, on that particular thing, midday meals. Now, I know that uh, the government provides uh, meals and all that, but what about the quality of that meal? You know, if if one were to uh, look at what the quality of the meal from uh, a private institution, I mean, uh, one of the organizations that I worked with earlier was Vedanta. I mean, if I'm allowed to use the name, uh, used to do uh, midday meals back in Udaipur, and the quality of that was far greater than what uh, was being provided by uh, uh, government workers. The reason why I say that, you know, the, there is another reason. You know, I might be quoting another. Uh, famous podcaster here, Amit Verma, when he says uh, things like, you know, there's no incentive. The incentive for providing the meal is, you know, ye kaam hai, mujhe karna hai, and I will go ahead and uh, do it. But, but whereas if the same thing is looked after by a private company, we can argue that, you know, it will be more efficient, more people will come under these schemes. Does that, does that make sense? Okay. In a way, uh, but not necessarily. <laughs> go yeah. on. Uh, then the other thing is, you know, I, I think I've been uh, saying a lot about uh, uh, inefficiency. The reason I say inefficiency is like, you know, if, for example, I was reading a report by Hindustan Times which said that 34% of our spent is unspent or uh, whatever. Now, you know, if it's if in, in almost every corporate culture and uh, you look at projects, there's always going to be people who are going to say, hey, why is that money not being spent? You know, why, why, why can't we use that money for something else? Whereas the bureaucracy and the size of the government, you know, makes it very, very difficult to even pull out five rupees from one allocation account to the other. The speed at which, you know, it would be pulled out from one allocation account to the other, you know, it, it, it just, it just doesn't happen. Whereas, you know, in a private company or a private enterprise, it's it's far more easier because the whole incentive is we need to get work done. Let me interject again. This is a myth of corporate responsibility and the corporates are great and they provide so much and they have brought so much egalitarian stuff into this world. That's a folly. Let me give you an example and not of India, although it's from healthcare. You live in UK, so I'm sure you're aware of NHS. NHS is a welfare scheme run by British government, right? Let me compare it with America. Can you imagine how much it costs to call an ambulance to your place in America? It costs two and a half thousand dollars, two fifty to three hundred and fifty dollars for inhaler, an EpiPen with all the corrupt systems in India, which cost twelve hundred to fifteen hundred rupees, cost two hundred to three hundred bucks. And for last thing, a C-section birth. If you, if your wife or someone in your family uh, is, uh, gives a C-section birth by operation. It costs $40 to hold your own child skin to skin contact. So don't tell me that corporates are egalitarian people who are working to uplift the humanity. I think I think I would like to just interject and say that you know, when it comes to medical facilities, I'm not going to argue with you at all on the welfare side of it.
<laughs> all right, all right. Please go on. Uh, that's that's because uh, that, that's because of a personal view that uh, I think. Uh, uh, I mean, being from be, having worked in oil and gas and other sectors, but I think uh, when it comes to greed and money, I think there is nothing more worse than the pharmaceutical and medical industry. All right. <laughs> so yeah, but but when it comes to other other sectors, you know, when when you look at education, education is actually a good one. I mean, the rot we have in our uh, uh, educational system is uh, is as bad because you know because government schools cannot really provide. Whereas you know, when you look at uh, when you look at quality of education in um, in private schools, it's far better. Yes, one can argue that you know, if uh, corporatization or if uh, efficiency was brought into government schools, it could improve. Like what uh, can't remember her name, uh, the AAP person has done in Delhi, for example. Yes, you know that that's good. But then again, it's actually using some of the corporate ideas to get things done. So yeah. What the ideas are not corporate. Ideas are human. Human <laughs> ideas come through education. <laughs> Corporation doesn't own the idea. The person does. What I would like to what I would like to conclude again is that you know other than health, I think uh, government spending is wasteful. It's inefficient, and they don't have the right incentives. All right. So, Dheeraj, your argument that government is inefficient. And you discount me and you discount the points about medical. I accept that and I'm glad you do. But besides that, let me tell you something what Paul Krugman said. He said, and he's a Nobel laureate uh, from America. He said the modern governments are insurance companies with, with an army on the side. Right. So when and you say education should not be a welfare, but medical medicine should be right. But until and unless you educate people, you will not have advances in healthcare too. The biggest example I'll give you from India. Do you know about palliative care? Palliative care is a personal peep of mine also. It takes care of people who are suffering from long-term debilitating effects from illnesses. Government of Kerala started a program, Viomitram, for palliative care and it district level and the mobile care and the specially trained nurses which is done by education and done by government, which you say is ineffective everywhere. And there is another one, Ashwasa Kiranam, where because the most poor cannot afford the long-term care facilities or long-term uh, care personnel at their home. So they take, care, they take care of their people themselves. That program provides the person who's taking care of a sick person in their family at home, a small stipend along with the pension to the patient so that they don't go unemployed and they don't lose the dignity of life. They don't struggle for food and just to survive, right? That comes with education. The education statistics of Kerala are equal to European indices. Don't tell me that government is only ineffective. When don't confuse reform and the lack of reform with the corporate greed because corporations are well-run machines to fleece everyone. And that is shown by the inequality everywhere in the world. The more they innovate, the more they disempower the masses. And that has been happening for a long time. Education in India, since it has been moved to private sector, the universities, the vacancies in universities and the primary school level have been falling. And just to bring back a health point, although you discounted that, had government invested in welfare of education and healthcare, we would have 
mitigated the uh, consequences of corona epidemic in a much better manner human nature the very evolution is incentivizes selfishness people are people care about themselves they don't care about anyone else only a select few quote unquote idiots are the ones who work for others before themselves so don't tell me that corporates <laughs> are some egalitarian people so uh, one of the points that shardul did make was about education and he used uh, kerala as an example whereas uh, i am from karnataka i am from a city called a district called mangalore and we have got two districts over there mangalore and udupi now these two districts have something very in, very much in common with kerala's education and medical facilities so both these both these places have about 98% literacy and the education rate of people is very very high and guess what it's all through private uh, institutions you have got manipal institute of technology which is known all over the country you've got kmc medical college which is among the top 7 uh, colleges in the in the country so i think i would say that you know if one has to look at how the private sector has worked well in this in in these fields i think it's good to look at mangalore it's good to look at this like jamshedpur and and other places where and other corporates like tata and others who have done good for the welfare of the community as such when i'm taking the reason why i'm taking these examples is also because you know a lot of this has also been facilitated by the government it's also been provided for these corporates to do well with the government it's also about you know public private partnership which has which has made it uh, run well it's 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 the inefficiencies in implementation that has been you know taken care of by the private players because their motive is to succeed is to make the best out of uh, what uh, you know what 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 can be done again i'll i'll stick to the health side of it health side of it yes you know we need to have uh, the health side taken care by the by the government and i'll i'll i'll, I'll remain there uh, as a final point again you know i i um, would say that uh, if if the government is facilitating if the government is going to just make funds out of what the private players have done from the shares from the corporate uh investments that they would do it's it's a far better model than actually the government putting themselves into spending into implementing and all that because of what i've spoken earlier there's inefficiency in the government they're, they're corrupt and they cannot do this to the limit to the percentage or to the efficiency that is required for them uh, i think i'll stop there so you said that partnership should be with private i say i discount you half a point on that that partnership <laughs> should be with people and not private entities or corporations because corporations corporate culture breeds competition so let me give you another example when reform is done competition <laughs> there is a finnish uh, novelist painter and writer who started with very modest circumstances his name was samuli parnan real winners do not compete right and another educator from finland where which has the best education government education system in the world and other people just try to emulate it by people i mean countries he said there is no word for accountability in finnish accountability is something that is left when responsibility has been subtracted let me tell you something about education in finland they care about how education should be run so the basic points they run on from 80s is education should be an instrument to balance out social inequality 
all students receive free school meals there along with the education they have easy access to healthcare but you you subtracted that so let, let let's remove that from the point psychological counseling mental health is also a big problem in india and everywhere else and individual guidance for careers they do not and i repeat they do not discount the trade school which is looked down upon in india college education and trade schools are equal there you can earn from any means and they are equal let me contrast that with america and you all you have to do is listen to bernie sanders or any other pe person besides donald trump student debt is major part of the uh, national debt the education is so costly that it drives people bankrupt or if they get the loan they end up 20 to 30 years of their lives paying there so don't tell me that corporations are working somehow in tandem with or without governments uh, working for again i'm repeating myself for the people no when government does something right you have the example of finnish education you will not find a single corporate venture anywhere in the world even on a state level that's a nation although although albeit a small nation but still and there are many other examples not only education let let me bring you work with oil schemes corporates how they stop the climate change research so everywhere welfare has to be run for the betterment of people and about tax paying the children who are suffering who don't have much themselves who come from lower background lower economic background if there is a welfare of uh, if there is a welfare education program they would become paying tax payers further in their lives otherwise they'll resort to crime which happens in india thank you so much guys that was a great debate by the way dheeraj shardul thank you very much but before we conclude uh, dheeraj can you tell us a little bit about yourself what do you want to know uh, where do you where are you from <laughs> what do you do man like <laughs> tell us uh, right okay so i am dheeraj i am presently in uh, london i work for the oil and gas industry i've been here for about 6 and 1/2 years uh basic qualification is i'm a, i'm not a phd but i've got a masters and uh, i've done a masters in renewables working in the oil and gas industry which is a hypocrisy of its own and uh, i've done my mechanical engineering and i've worked in india for quite a bit i was in power sector and other places i'm basically from mangalore in india that's why i'm so uh, into private Uh, education. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Like, uh, no, actually, private education. No, oh, it is. It is because our friend, uh, what's his name, uh, Manipal Institute of Technology yes. and stuff is there, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, uh, if 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 there are two things that Mangalore is famous for, is I mean, three things if you want to count uh, BDs also is <laughs> is, uh, is uh, BDs is uh, medical institutions and uh, and. Um, and uh, private buses and stuff like that so there's a lot of uh, uh, oh shit how did i sorry for that uh, how did i forget for having five nationalized banks from from uh, from this thing so so yeah that's why that's why i think i think i think you would understand where i actually come from when it comes to private uh, stuff <laughs> yeah so, that that gave us quite an insight into it we understand yeah. i'm always mistaken for a kannadiga <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Uh, Shardul, how was it, man? Shardul, this was your first debate on NL versus NL. What it was fine, think? and I would like to say one more thing about Dheeraj. He is the most important entity for us for News Laundry. He is a subscriber. 
Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> so this is this is basically an honor fest in your name right now. Oh my God! Thank Here's you so some much. praise. Here's yeah, some praise. Yeah, your car is. I was I was I was I was waiting for an interjection from Meghnath um, saying that you know uh, this is why we have debates because you know when the subscriber. Subscriber pays the subscriber no, that you know that's the thing. I don't even need to interject because of this wonderful debate. I think people got the point themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to like hammer it in. But uh, thank you so much, Dheeraj, thank for you. a you, subscribing Dheeraj. to News yep. Laundry and b sparing time to you know debate and uh, debate with Shardul. And yep. this is our first experiment of. crazy nature where we are bringing in the subscriber um, okay. and to tell the listeners what really happened uh, dheeraj had no idea he was debating with shardul shardul <laughs> had no idea he was debating with but i just want to i just want to i just want to complain about one thing yeah yes yeah, for, for all the subscribers yeah uh, is that you know can you please allow the subscriber to go second next time please <laughs> <laughs> no next time Next time we are going to do in something even crazier. We are going to bring yeah. two subscribers next time. So. Oh yeah, yeah like <laughs> <laughs> or we'll try to. I mean, we tried to do it this time as well, uh, but like it didn't work out for re- many reasons. But yeah, yeah but uh, that is our attempt going to be that uh, we are going to bring two subscribers. And uh, if you are listening to this podcast, you know what to do. Subscribe to News Laundry, and we will send you a matchmaking form. Like the oh one we God. sent to Dheeraj with ten <laughs> exciting questions, which he answered, and we just picked one randomly and paired him up with Shardul. <laughs> so you can be the next one. We will pair you up with some someone to debate something like, was the movie Joker deep or dumb, or what is better, tea or coffee, or you know serious boring topics like welfare and government. I mean, you know, goes <laughs> yeah, right. Saying, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will but, just. I was just telling, just telling Parikshit uh, when we started the debate, uh, is that uh, this was that one topic where I was like, "Kisi aur pe bula dena, is par mat bula dena." Because, because you know, like you know, as expected, you know, when if especially with Shardul, if he goes on health, on a rant on health and education, it's really, really difficult to you know. pull it out from there no but you know that here is the important thing that that comes out in these debates and we've realized this now we've done five episodes is people start with polarizing positions or people expect yes. them to have polarizing positions but as you said i think you know you did it right because you said healthcare should be based on welfare i mean i mm-hmm. think education as well but i mean that's your call but i think you know these sort of nuance you bringing it out during this little time that that is the important part there civilized debate is the tool for yeah Egalitarian. And even Shardul also agreed with you in certain points, and that is also important. So it's not like it's not like an extreme polarization that we are talking about. We are talking about some way we can both agree yeah. with each other. And and Dheeraj, you are not so alone. I've been subscriber <laughs> for seven seven years, and I've been with News Laundry for over a month now. Just come <laughs> so more in your pala than news. <laughs> technically, yeah, technically. Yeah. So, I, I think I think I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Adhiraj and Shardul, if anyone wants to add to your arguments, where can they contact you, Adhiraj? Uh, on my email ID, draj triple six nine at gmail dot com. Uh, or on uh, if they want to debate with me, then you know Facebook Messenger would be fine with the same ID. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Shardul, anyone who wants to dispute me or debate with me or just Throw some expletives. They are welcome to do it on Twitter at Shardul underscore. 
with a double o yes with a double o s h a r d o o l yes with a dual he is a dual yes <laughs> thank you so much guys thank you so much okay. for doing this and yep. uh, look out for the next episode all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.